Welcome to Nice to Have a Friend. I'm Lauren. And I'm Allison. We're friends from college who crave the feeling of quality time with good people. This podcast was created to celebrate the simple feeling of friendship, and each episode is a virtual hangout session to share with all of you. This week, I'm giving you an all-access look at what it's like to work at one of the happiest places on Earth, Disney World. Welcome to the happiest podcast on Earth. Just kidding. It's probably not, but this is <laughs> our full episode about the DCP, the Disney College Program, the elite internship for college students out there. We are going to hear the rundown, all things Disney College Program, all things working at Disney, living at Disney, living in Florida from our lovely Disney expert, Allison. Oh, that was such a nice introduction. Thanks. I'm wearing a Disney t-shirt right oh, now. Oh, did you do that on purpose? I did do that on I purpose. I didn't even think about it. Lauren loves to be on theme, so I figured I should meet, yeah. the, meet her expectations. I'm rubbing off on you. Rise to the occasion today. But yeah, Lauren and I uh, decided we would mainly just, I was like, hey, I could talk about the Disney College program. And she's like, oh, that's cool, because I always asked you about it, but maybe other people want to know what yeah. it was like. So I thought that I would share, because I'm one of those DCP kids that does not... I don't feel like I talk about it a lot. Like, I will if somebody asks me about it or I'll assert random, like, when I was in Florida, blah, 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 blah. And but, I feel like the first semester that you got back, you yeah. talked about it a little bit more, just like we talked about Italy, like, yes. every <laughs> single day when we got back from Italy. It's yes. just like you want to catch your friends up on what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. But, but now we don't talk about it as much. No, I don't. And honestly, sometimes I wake up and I... There are sometimes where like I'll open my eyes and I think I'm gonna be in my bed like in Florida or I'm I'll sit and go wow did that really happen because it doesn't feel like I worked at Disney World um it's kind of a weird thing to look back on and think wow I spent four months of my life yeah. doing this thing that people would either like covet to do or like would kill to do or they would just hate it hate it <laughs> um, but I did it so yeah today we're gonna talk all things on the Disney College program um, Lauren and I kind of tried to do comprehensive questions that I've gotten over the years questions Lauren has asked me questions people sent me um, things like that and then I also was able to round up some thoughts and like experience and memories from my friends who did the program um, some who did it before me some who did it after me some who did it with me that will kind of help also add some other voices where you're not just getting me the whole entire time so uh I guess we'll just start with the first little chunk of this today, which is like, what is this whole program? Like, had you ever heard of it until you came to college? Uh, yes, I had a girl who I went to high school with do it. She was like four or three years older than me. Mm -hmm. So I like still followed her on Instagram and everything. So when I was in high school, I saw that she was doing it when she was in college. So yeah, I knew about it, but that was my first interaction with it. So I wouldn't say that I knew a ton about it. And I wasn't sure how big of a program it was. Mm -hmm. I kind of just thought like 30 people went and did it or something. <laughs> like, I don't know what I thought, but. Well, I was kind of like that. I, there were some girls that I went to high school with that I knew had done it. Like one that in particular that I can remember. But I found this girl before vloggers were like a really big thing. And she did video blogs of her college program. And she was so much fun. Like, I follow her on uh, Instagram and Twitter now. Like, she works for Netflix. She does some really oh my cool gosh. stuff now. I know. But she was from Kansas and then just went down to Florida, had roommates. One of her best friends was from Texas. And they just, like, went and did all these things in the parks and talked about what it was like working there. And I think I found those as, like, a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And I knew. I was like, you were gonna do I it. was going to go do that. Because it was just, like, I, my love for Disney the way that it is now probably didn't start till I was like 13 because my mom and I were going to go for a trip and I hadn't been in several years so I bought this book uh, called The Hidden Magic of Walt Disney World and I hate that I did not write the lady's name down who wrote it but essentially she went through and talked about like all these easter eggs in the parks yeah. and why they were that way and all these details and things that you wouldn't notice and when we went on that trip I looked for all these things in the book to see like oh, is she just making this up or is this actually real and it's like a Taylor Swift easter egg yes. it's like you see the connection to something and you're like that is so cool so then I would like go research why this thing was there whatever and so I started to just fall in love with it because of the business principles because of the care that they put into the people they hire or like the show and wanting you to just feel like you're actually on vacation with these characters you grew up with. And so I was like, I want to work for them. And so that's essentially what this 
college program is. It is, a, they call it like a living, learning, and earning opportunity. So college students from across the country, as long as you've had one semester, you can apply to do this program. Doesn't matter if you're at a four-year college, if you're at a community college, doesn't matter just as long as you're taking college courses. And you basically get to go down to Disney. You get to work a frontline job, which basically means like your typical minimum wage job. But Retail. you're, yeah, you can do anything from like retail to working on a ride to housekeeping food to service. food service yeah you can housekeeping like, how, yeah that was one of, we'll get to that um but they you can do any of those jobs that you would think of at disney world or disneyland and basically you're getting internship experience um a fortune 500 company with like worldwide brand recognition yeah. and customer service skills on your resume so you and also if you want to work at disney it's like that first step that you basically at this point kind of like have to have if you want to work it's not necessarily like you have to do the college program because the sad thing that we'll also talk about in a minute is the college program is not even available right now unfortunately yeah. due to covid but like it at the time for like decades it was kind of like if you want to work in the company you probably should do this first because they want you to work your way up but that is the brief like that is what this program yeah is. and a lot of people from ut do this mm-hmm. i don't know if it's in like unusual amount for other colleges or other sec colleges Mm -hmm. but i feel like almost everyone at ut knows at least one person (laughs) who is doing it or has done it because whenever you say yeah i did the dcp and we're with new people or something they'll be like oh yeah my friend that lived across Mm -hmm. me from the hall she did it (laughs) hers like and you just make all these connections that way too like when you get back from what i remember tennessee is one of the colleges that sends the most people every year so I don't know what it is about the like concentration of people that come to Tennessee that they're like I want to go work at Disney I think it helps that we have a uh, center for career development and there's yeah. someone there who's specifically she her, that's not her only job like she does a lot of She's things with resume expert. building but she is very trained in like the program and has connections with the people down there and knows people who have like done the program and come back and been successful so she will help people with their resumes for that program and knows all the paperwork all the things you have to do if you get in once you get in so that you can make sure that you like how like, did you I find did. out about her? Yeah, she, I don't even remember exactly how I found out about her. Um, I think that you, so when you go to this program, um, you have one of two options. So like you're taking a semester off of school. So most people who go will either completely take the semester off or they will take classes. I was not taking any classes because I was a semester ahead. So that for me, hard. this was going to be just like my fun, go do this cool experience. I wasn't like going to worry about abroad. school. Yeah, so I had to contact her because I had to figure out what kind of paperwork I needed to do to suspend my scholarships and like defer those kind of things so that I wasn't behind. Cause like for Tennessee, if you have the hope scholarship, you only get it so many semesters. Yeah. So you had to make sure that you like let the- them know that you still could add an extra semester if you needed it or whatever. And so she was the one in charge of that paperwork, but because of, so many Disney kids having to do that. I think over the years she had become like the resident Disney college program person. So I like went and had a meeting with her and told her what my role was, where I was going to be. And she even put all that information into an Excel document and sent out like a phone number and name and role location for every person who did the program before I, I left. I remember that. And okay. an Excel sheet. And I tried to make a group me and like get us to hang out. That didn't end up happening. But I did meet four other Tennessee kids while I was there. One That's other person so actually worked in my location in my same role. So like I worked with her several days a week. Um, but yeah, I met like three others by happenstance, which was kind of funny. Like That's you're just fun. walking around Disney World and you see someone's name tag that says University of Tennessee on it, which yeah, is pretty so cool. Yeah, everybody gets a name tag and it'll say like Univ of... Mm-hmm. I think it says Univ, right? Mine said Uni. Some people found okay. an option. So when you apply, you have to put like, or this was after you got in, you had to put what your university was so that they could put it on your name tag. Because typically when you're at Disney, you'll look and everybody, it's a first name company. So everyone will wear a name tag with their first name on it. And then underneath it says where they're from. Because that's just a way for guests to Relate. interact with you, have a, like a talking point basically. So for the college program kids, you'll see their college on it. Um, but I just put uni of Tennessee because it met the character limit. But other people came after me and it said university because I would have people be like, what does uni mean? And I was like, do you not see the of Tennessee? Can you yeah. not put two and two together that I go to college there? But yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people from Tennessee who do it. Um, when the program started, I cannot remember if it started in like the mid or late 80s. I want to say it was around then. But it originally started with just three colleges. And I'm pretty sure that it was UNC, Georgia, and Alabama. They would send I wonder why those people. three. 
I know. And I don't know if that was like in addition to Florida schools or if it was just that, but they originally would just like recruit from those couple of schools. Um, but now it's expanded to schools across the country. They even have international programs. So students will come from other countries. Oh, and they can to work. work at Epcot. Yeah. Like in their country. Yeah. Their program is a little different than a college program, which I guess I should explain now. Like, what is this program? Like, what does it entail? So before you get into it, it is actually a three-step interview process. Like, it's a yeah. pretty... It's a pretty wild um, interview process. And a fun fact about me is I actually have done it twice. Like I applied the first time. The interview um, process. Yes, the interview process. I applied my fall of my sophomore year of college and didn't get in. And I was not devastated by that. I think I was applying on a whim for the wrong reason because this was when I lived in a sorority house. Um, and if you like go back to our college episode in the first uh, season, you'll know that I just sort of <laughs> What just happened to my tongue? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorority life was just not for me. And so I was living in a sorority house, and I was like, you know what? If I get in, this is God's timing. I'm going to leave. And and it didn't work out. It was not. Um, But I didn't prepare or do anything. I just wanted to see what the process was like. And so that really helped me second go around because – I extremely tailored my resume for the specific roles that I wanted. There's a web-based interview, which is all about just basically matching with their job description about making sure that you're a good employee. And then you have your phone interview where you like actually interview with a human being on the phone. And so once you get through those three steps and you sit and you wait, you find out if you get in. The funny thing is it's kind of like college admissions where they will like do waves of applications and people would get like super crazy about like, is there going to be a wave of acceptances on Tuesday the 12th? Because they're hinting all the recruiters on Twitter are hinting that they're going to have like oh releases and like all this it's stuff. It's such a Taylor Swift it is. like it was, it was just like that. People would be like, he tweeted and there's 12 letters in the tweet, which means there's going to be 12 Five days in the until they release stuff. And so the funny thing about me guys is this was like a big stepping point for me like I had not really lived away from home like yes UT is not where I'm from but this is not far for it like I could drive Your parents home whenever come I wanted whenever you yeah. can go back um and so I was like I knew that this was the timing that I was going to get into this program but I was like not ready to like accept the like I got to go do this because I want to do this but I'm scared to do it kind of thing and it was like oh we're gonna test out some acceptances you guys and we're gonna start today but big ways won't start happening till next week and so I got a buzz on my phone it's literally September 4th like the first day they started sending them out and I got my like congratulations and I sat there and I was not like most people are like jumping ah, up and down excited yeah. and I was like oh crap now I actually <laughs> like, have, I have to, to go, go do this but it was the best experience um when you go to the program you basically are given housing that you live in and they take it out of your paycheck every week so you don't have to worry about that but you're in housing that's almost kind of like being in college a dorm situation and there's like three of them that are right next to each other one that was a little farther away this is changing actually because they just built this brand new complex that looks so nice it's like modern sleek apartments with like pools and tennis courts in it for the people yes they they completely built a new and from what i've heard from you and sarah grace who we've had on the podcast (laughs) before the other ones are kind of like trashy they are there's trash but they're like college apartment they're dorms. so great yeah so it was vista way the commons uh chatham square and then patterson court and so vista way was like the party complex i don't know why people say that because i, I don't i have no How idea why randomly it get just like that the commons was like the bougie one because it had indoor washers and dryers and you could have your own bedroom in those um Ooh. so that yeah and then chatham square was like the main hub where all the bus routes started and then patterson court was called catterson because there were a lot of like feral cats that would just roam around and people were annoying because they would put cat food out and feed them oh so they gosh. just hung out um but and it was also like the grandma place that's where i lived i literally loved it patterson court building 14 that was the place to be did um, you have to pay different amounts for the different ones or was it yes. just lucky yes so that was a, that when you're like getting into this it's like college where you have to figure out like what room am i gonna be in because there were some rooms that had like bunk bed they had three beds in a room and some of the rooms had bunk beds and then like a single twin bed in there mm-hmm. so like you wanted to try and avoid getting those ones yeah um, and but our um my living situation I lived with six people together including myself which which that's a lot it of sounds like a lot but being at Disney you are working a lot and so after like the first two weeks there were probably very few nights when all six of us were there awake at the same time so I knew that going in so I was okay living with because you could have two four no not two you could have four six or eight people in an apartment and so I was like I feel like eight is too much but even if I lived with eight 
you wouldn't have seen them all all the time maybe like two or three at a time yes so it was kind of nice because you always had somebody there but you didn't feel like you were overrun with people all the time but you live there uh there are bus routes that take you to your locations but the thing that i think you want to hear probably the most about is you can work anywhere across property so i did say that this is at disneyland or at disney world i worked at disney world that's where the majority of people who do this program go because it's harder to get in at disneyland and the cost of living in disneyland yeah because they don't provide housing huge yes i think a lot of people okay sorry this is kind of off topic but if you're not a super disney nerd i guess we should have went into this and explained a little bit about where i'm coming from Mm -hmm. i feel like that's (laughs) sorry guys but i um don't know hardly anything about Mm -hmm. disney world i know stuff about disney like the movies more than like Mm -hmm. normal people but way less than you like i asked allison and sarah grace if the pirates of the caribbean movie was based on I didn't know that the Pirates of the Caribbean movie (laughs) was based on the ride or Mm -hmm. the Haunted Mansion movie. So, yeah, I thought, like, the movie came first, and then they had their ride. But um, one thing that I was going to say, I feel like a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people do know it. But Disneyland is much, 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 much smaller than Disney World. It's more akin to... It's bigger than Dollywood for sure, mm-hmm. but it's it's more like similar on a Dollywood in the scale. vibe of Dollywood in that it's a very local centric park. Like locals are the ones who go and yeah. spend more of their time there. Whereas like Disney World is that you save your whole life to go there once. Yeah. Like you have families from the UK gigantic. coming on holiday for two weeks at a time. Like there are Disneyland has two theme parks in a downtown resort or downtown Disney area. Um, Disney World has four theme parks, two water parks, and Disney Springs, which is it's, a whole shopping center and like Disney hub that you don't have to have a park. It's like ticket all of Orlando or, is yeah, Disney. Basically. Um basically all of Orlando and its tourism was sprouted because of Disney. Um because I'm not going to get into the history of that. That's too nerdy. But like, yeah. So like Lauren said, they're very different. Um, But Disney World, it is huge. And so because of that, that's why they've gotten so much attention from college students wanting to go work there, both for the job experience, but also for people like me who just grew up loving it and wanting to see what is it like from the backside? What is it like working for them, being on the business side of things, seeing the magic from behind the scenes and being one of the people who puts it on? So uh, the program is either something you can do in the fall or the spring. So you apply. I was going to ask, for no summer? There's no summer? So they do. And that's where you tack on something called fall or spring advantage. So for me, oh. I just did the spring, which meant that I was there from the middle of January to the middle of May. Um, but my friends, um, some of my friends, like my friend Malin that I went to high school with, she did the fall advantage program, which means that she wasn't just there in the fall, you tack on the summer. So advantage oh, just means okay. like you're there for the summer as well. You also have the opportunity when you get there to extend your program so you can apply to extend most people are going to get the yes on the extension they want you to you already know what to do you already know what to train you and it's beneficial because disney can still consider you a college program kid which means your pay isn't as much and you can work more of those hours so it's a it's a benefit for both parties involved yeah um Every year, I tried to look this up yesterday to see if there were more updated numbers, but as reported of 2019, because of course, you know, they didn't have people apply in 2020, um, they get about 50,000 applicants each cycle, and they can take around four to 5,000. So there's a lot of people applying for this program. There are people who have applied like eight times and still haven't heard back. So I, I know that I say from a point of like extreme, like privilege and excitement that I was able to get in because it was something that I spent gosh I have like a frog in my throat sorry guys um I spent a lot of time researching how to get into this program um so when you apply the first step is you have to go in and just like normal put in your resume put in your jobs but the thing about Disney is they have all these roles like we mentioned before you know you could work on a ride but you could work in a store but there's things like housekeeping there's watercraft there's like bus transportation there's all these different roles that you could do I had no idea yes they took bus transportation off which in the years like the last couple years which is smart because because like, you should not have college program kids driving, driving buses. a bus. Yeah, but um, you could still do stuff with like watercraft and with the monorails. And so when I look at my application, you have to put what roles that you would designate interest in. So are you not interested at all? slightly interested very interested so for people applying to the program a lot of people advise you if you really want to do the program you don't care what role you're in go ahead and say that you're at least interested in all of the roles because it'll give you a better chance of getting in because just like with anything the pickier you are the harder it's going to be for them to give you a position so when I went in I put that I was at least interested in everything except four things the three that involved having people's lives in my hands which was watercraft monorail and uh, lifeguard because I was like I don't want to be a lifeguard no and then housekeeping because 
because I hate changing no my own sheets. Ha- no yeah. one puts housekeeping, I would no. say. Who I wants think... to go on a Disney college program and do housekeeping? I'm, nothing wrong with yeah. housekeeping, but... It sounds miserable. That's not I think... what you're going to do, really. <laughs> I think if you want to do something in hospitality, it makes sense. But is there not even a better one, like hotel desk, front There job? is, but that one is very hard to get. Okay. So, like, if you're a hospitality major, they do oh, have, like, front desk as an option true. for you. But there's only so many resorts, and yeah. they're not going to have very many positions for that. Okay. So, there are That's some, true. like, that. There's one, there's this thing called the Bippity Boppity Boutique, which yes. is basically, like, a kid's salon. Oh, my gosh. My friend Taylor, <laughs> um, sorry, this goes back to, like, you always know someone mm-hmm. who does it. I forgot that I knew two people, actually, really well who had done it. But she, I think, actually, she listens to the podcast. I need to double check. She submitted stuff before mm-hmm. for it. Um, she worked in the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Oh, did and she really? Yeah, she was so cute in it. Like she had her hair up all the time. She always had the cutest stories from like the little girls yes. and like the little boys. And See stuff too. that that is like my that's not my vibe as far as like no. I would have a hard time being like that every single is day. Is that like one of the but dream roles? That's a dream role for a lot of people because yeah. it's in it's there's one in Disney Springs, but there's one in the Magic Kingdom. You get to like fairy it's dust girls and put the whole time. Pixie dust on their hair they're just going in to get these like princess hairdos and styles like it's like people pay like thousands it's of a dream that little girls want to do so it's like it's a dream that people want to do that so there are those yeah. roles that are harder to get um and then my top two roles which you which I tailored my resume for I was prepared for my interview for them um but the two that I really wanted to do were either attractions or merchandise because I'd had retail experience I knew that I would enjoy yeah. being in a store and doing the organizational aspect but of course it's like you want to work in attractions And so when I got to my phone interview, I was only asked about those two, um, which your phone interview really varies depending on like how you you tailored your resume and who you get on your phone interview. But I had a great experience. Um, She only asked me about those two roles. I vividly remember her asking me, would you feel comfortable on a microphone? And I like my gut reaction was like, no, because I don't want to be like extroverted in front of people all day. And the joke was on me because eventually where I landed yes? was no, I said, microphone? I said, no, I said, I don't, I said, I could be on one. I just wouldn't want to all day. And so where I ended up, which I will tell you now was I was positioned in merchandise. So I did get one of my top two roles, which I was so, so grateful for because I would have done quick service food and beverage or like custodial or one of the other jobs, but I just would have been less enthused less enthused but i got i was very grateful for where i was and i got placed in merchandise for dino land usa and disney's animal kingdom so basically that means that i went to work every day in a theme park one of the like coolest theme parks in the world um and the tree of life was like my sign that i'd gotten to the parking lot and got out to go into the office quote unquote um i my job basically was working retail in a store we also had four outdoor carts which were like outdoor stores so we would go and work in those as well and then the uh, the Dino Institute, which is the gift shop for the ride dinosaur. And then we also have carnival games. And so I worked in those carnival games. I was an MC and had to be on a microphone. So it's like I ended up That's being on a microphone. That's where the microphone came in. Well, she kind of like actually put you in a really good spot because you yes. said, I could be on one, but I don't want to be on one all day. <laughs> exactly. So, so she gave so you funny. one where you actually got it. Yeah. I know. And like, she was like leading you towards this literally, one. Literally, I know. Because she did ask, not, I don't feel like everybody gets asked, like, where would you prefer to? be but um she did ask me and I said Animal Kingdom because I wanted to work in one of the theme parks and Magic Kingdom just has some crazy hours and so I was like you know what I've always loved Animal Kingdom I would like being outside yeah and I think that it would be a great place because you don't have to be there as late in the day it is pouring the rain yes oh, so if you hear gosh. that guys sorry <laughs> um but that is basically like what it's like you get you go through this interview process, you're selected into a role, and then you move down there. Like, I found roommates through a Facebook page. We figured out which apartment we wanted to try and be in because you get to look at all the different apartments and pick which one. Um, and then, you know, how you have to put preferences just like you do in college. But yeah. we ended up getting the exact apartment in the exact complex that we wanted um i had two roommates from texas one roommate from atlanta one roommate from georgia and one roommate from new jersey so it was like quite a mix of people my roommate that i lived with um she was from new jersey and then um we all had different locations i was two of us were in animal kingdom one was in epcot one was in hollywood studios and 
Oh, one was at the Wide World of Sports, which is Disney's oh, like yeah. big sports entertainment venue. Was where, she interested in that? Um, not necessarily, but later she got the chance to move to Hollywood Studios. Oh, okay, and she still actually works there, so she was able to kind of like move around, which was good for her. And then my roommate worked at a resort in quick service food and beverage, so we had a mix of all kinds of different yeah, things. Yeah, that's cool because um, you got to learn about every every experience. different park for sure. But the only place we didn't have in our uh, apartment was magic kingdom which we thought was kind of funny oh that is funny um but that's basically what it looked like and when you get there you go through a big orientation process called traditions where you sit and learn about the company you learn about the company values you get your name tag mickey brings you in your name tag which was like that was so wild that was just like the craziest (laughs) thing because i was like what What? What am i doing boss is mickey mouse yeah because it's like i just wanted to work there forever and not forever i didn't want to work there like for the rest of my life but I just have always wanted to be there and be in that place that meant so much to me so when you're going through this orientation about this company and you're like I get to do that like I'm going into I'm going through those turnstiles to go to work every day I'm going to interact with people the way that people interacted with me and gave me these awesome memories like it was so cool um there was a lot of training I trained for like three weeks before I was like working on my own um which is great because it's a scary thing because it's like going through this I was thinking about it it's like a movie where you go in and you're part of this operation for the first time like this is a very bad analogy because it was not terrifying but like the hunger games when they're like i've seen this thing for my whole life and now i'm back and i'm about to do Backstage. it and i see what all the preparation is like to go out and do it like that's what it the feels like is made. yes like you go through i had to take pictures to get my blue id and like do fingerprints and like then i got like my badge and then i got to see what it was like to um like go backstage if you've ever wondered one question we have a couple questions that people have sent me that we'll go over but like one question that I'll get is is there actually a secret tunnel like under the magic kingdom that's like a rumor that goes around like that is legit a real thing and I got to walk through it and I only got to go in it one time because I didn't work in magic kingdom um, because that's like where your break areas and stuff are if you work in that park but I was like oh my gosh what am I doing right now I was like I just need my parents to see through my eyeballs so that they can see what this looks like like I just, it was so your parents cool. like Disney a lot too Disney World yes they do and so just seeing all of that was the coolest thing um and then I just once you got trained you go into work like it's normal you clock in and then you walk out and you are quote-unquote on stage which is what you're trained to do um you it's kind of like Disney has a vernacular of it's like you have your off stage and your on stage. So off stage is when you're not being seen by guests. On stage is when you are. Every area of every place you're going to see has a theme. Um, even Dinoland has a theme. I, I, it's going to sound like super silly, but it's like a roadside carnival that, not carnival, but like Chester and Hester's Dino-Rama, which is where we were, was established because they found this excavation site and they wanted to, like, set up a carnival on the excavation site. And we're all related, so you have to, like, call your uh, fellow cast members cousins in that area because you're all related working at this, like, roadside carnival together. Do people get that or do they think you guys are just acting crazy? I don't think people know that. Like, I've been to Disney however many times and I do not know that. Like, when you're in Magic Kingdom, it makes more sense because you're like, I'm in Fantasyland. So if you, like, say something princess-related or whatever, or you're in Tomorrowland and you're talking about space, obviously that makes sense. But when you're, like, at a roadside carnival (laughs) and you're like, howdy, cousin, they're like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, So the funny thing is, even though I love and appreciate that theming, I didn't necessarily like subscribe to it all the time yeah um, but it, it still is fun um, if you've ever heard of people talking about the Disney point there are ways you have to point at things there's oh yeah yeah like you can't just like point with one finger or, or like point like with your thumb or whatever because there are so many cultures and groups of people represented at Disney that they want to make sure that you're 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 ready and trained to deal with a global audience so it's like you point with two fingers at things or you use your whole hand to gesture to things and it's like uh there you can you're taught like you can call kids like hey princess how are you doing today or like hi captain america how's it going if they're wearing a captain america shirt so it's just like there's so many things you pick up on to do the magic to make that magic and it's funny because you know it because you've experienced it but then you're doing it because it's like i want to make other people feel that way that i about this place so that's basically my overview of like briefly how we get there what it's like going to work every day so I feel like that gave us a really good overview of you know like the public side that everyone sees what were some of the like behind the scenes you know those little day-to-day moments that you were just like I can't believe this is happening right now that like we wouldn't 
you know, expect at first? Hmm, that is a good question. So, like, you know, worst moments of the job, best moments, you know, famous people that you saw, anything oh, like gosh. that. Uh, so, for the first question that you just said, because it's on the top of my head, famous people, I did see a couple um, the first one that I like to say to people is I'm pretty sure that I sold Jennifer Nettles a, a rubber dinosaur. So when I was working at the Dino Institute, which is the dinosaur gift shop, um, we had this person come up with a VIP tour guide. So like, that's how you know that they're famous because the like wealthy dignitaries or politicians, they whatever, they'll pay for those tour guides because they can get transported backstage where they're not having to come in like through yeah. the main gate with all the guests and stuff. Taylor has been to Disney a couple times and I'm sure she's she done that. had a VIP tour guide, I'm sure. Um, and so I was like, I recognize this lady and and so she her kid was kind of like you know how kids at disney are when they're tired and need a nap like he was being kind of like whiny and she was like you have to pick one and he wouldn't pick one and so she just walked off and gave her husband was like just get them both and so he bought like two plastic dinosaurs and i didn't like sell them to her but i was helping bag them up and i was like she looks so familiar i was like i think that's jennifer nettles but i couldn't tell because she's not very country in person really but later i went and looked her up uh, i looked a picture up of her and her husband i was like oh my gosh that wasn't her that's so oh cool oh my gosh wonder why um, they went to dino land i guess there's her son was like obsessed I, with I guess dinosaurs. so there's a lot of people that like little boys that are so excited to see the dinosaurs and stuff which is funny because I mean, my brother was my like disney that. like bucket list yeah. i never have been like i want to go to dino land i don't blame you uh, my brother loved dinosaurs so i get it because that was a place we would always go and do that even though the funny the ironic thing is i hated that ride like my whole life <laughs> and then i ended up working there and that was my like least favorite kind of shift too it was working in that store but that's another subject but i um but that we saw her and then there was another day that there was a rumor that bradley cooper was in animal kingdom all day so everyone was like on the radar like anybody sees bradley a vip cooper. tour guide let us all no, um, but we didn't see him. I think that that was just a rumor. There was a kid from Stranger Things that walked through our store, but and I like saw the back of his head. It's like that the curly headed kid, and I don't watch Stranger Things, so like I don't yeah. know which one that is. But um, he was wore a hat and had curly Justin. hair. Yes, I think that was that him. was his name in the okay. show. I think that but, one. Yeah, but I of course I didn't know him. Um, and then I saw Taco Fall. If anyone listens to this podcast and you know who that is, like shout outs to you because I think that there's not a lot of people who know that is. But he was like a seven foot tall player for UC yes. UCF. But it was easy to spot him because he's literally, literally seven feet so tall. tall. Um, now, my roommate, Bailey, she worked attractions at Mission Space, and Mission Space is a ride at Epcot, and she told us this, like, Bailey was, like, the highest ball of energy ever and was, like, never upset about anything, but one day she came home, and she was so mad because Chris Evans, a.k.a. Oh, Captain America... Gosh came through their line in like the bay or like area where she was loading people onto a ride but she had just been bumped to her break and so she didn't get to see him and she was so mad Aww. and so that one was always really funny like i texted her last night and i was like hey because i thought there was like some i thought she told me something about joe jonas was there one day too but i think he was just like in her park one day um but she was like allison why did you bring that up now i'm upset again <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing so we did sort of like see or hear of seeing famous people but the bad thing about working in animal kingdom is like that's not necessarily the place where people are gonna go. go like when you have your super bowl parade like you're not gonna see tom brady rolling or and gronk rolling around like uh animal kingdom you're gonna see them and magic kingdom S same with like big big famous people apparently tina fey was there one day so i'm kind of sad that i didn't get to see her uh -huh. but i don't think she and her daughter were coming to dino land yeah so. um but as far as like some of like the best and worst moments i think i think working at disney you have to be reminded that even though it is this cool magical place like it is really really hard to work there yeah um, i mean any kind of retail job is hard mm -hmm. i feel like almost everyone needs to work at least one retail job in their life to just understand what people go through so that mm -hmm. you can treat you know retail workers better for and sure disney is that on steroids i think i have such a different mindset and how i like interact when i go and pick up food at restaurants or like when i tip drivers or like workers or I, just the way that I interact with people is so different after working there because I'd done retail stuff before but gosh so nothing is like working down at Disney so Disney you definitely that Disney brand is there for a reason like they teach you you know you don't say no to people you try to put on a smile you try and solve the problem if you can't because the the one thing I will say about like the working hierarchy at Disney is like you have your frontline cast members which is what like I did so that's your college program your part-time your full-time your seasonal workers but then you have coordinators who are kind of like your managers so they're making sure people are getting to different locations or getting bumped to their breaks getting able to go to the bathroom if they're in a place where they can't leave kind of thing 
And then you have your leaders, which are kind of like, I don't know what the best equivalent for that is, but it's like step above a manager. So if you're yeah. a Chick-fil-A, maybe like the owner of the Chick-fil-A and they report to all the other Chick-fil-A's or whatever. So that's kind of how that works. And so your coordinators would always say, you know, if someone is being unruly or crazy, like you call us because you do not get paid enough to deal with some no. of the people you're going to deal with, which I always appreciated. Um, and so I had some times when I had to call a coordinator over because it was like someone was being belligerent and like I didn't know what to over do about what? it. So the best example that I have, this is the only time where I was shaking and like upset because of the way someone yelled at me. But I was working at the Dino Institute and Disney has this thing called a dining plan where you oh, can like I think you purchase, told me about this. I probably have, but you could like purchase your food in advance so that you're already paid for and then you use credits to like pay for your food. So you don't have to pay as much when you're on your vacation or like keep adding onto your credit card or whatever. And so you can do snacks so since I was in a merchandise shop I never really dealt with that other than people asking can I use a snack credit on this which is just a button on your register it's not really a big deal to do and so I'd done a bunch of them that day and somebody came to literally buy a lollipop like a three dollar lollipop and I used the snack credit without asking them which I shouldn't have done like I should it was just like a response that I just did and he was like what do you mean I don't have to pay because I said oh well, you used a snack credit you're good and he was like I didn't want to use a snack credit and I was like well I can't reverse it I'm sorry I just kind of was like the computer did it. I, I didn't know what to say and so he was like what do you mean the computer just did it I want it back it was only three dollars I wanted to pay for that and save my snack for something more expensive and he just like kept yelling at me so I called my coordinator and I was like we'll get it fixed thankfully coordinator was super nice nobody like he didn't get mad at me it wasn't a big deal they were able to refund it and then he could pay for the like thing and move on but mm -hmm. it's like the way he was yelling at me was, made me like viscerally yeah. shake and not <laughs> equivalent to what happened yes it was probably like a two dollar difference or yes. something and so I I just remember remember that being like you know people have way crazier stories than that but it's just the way people will just like yell and get upset and I had somebody reminded us because you did a training like halfway through your program where they just were checking in with you to see Refreshed. how you were doing and one of the guys said you know try to remember that when people get mad at you most of the times they're not really mad at you they're mad at their spouse they're mad at their kids they're tired they need a nap they need to take a break but for, they can't take it out on them and so I think that they're just trying to take it out on somebody and I was like that's a good point it's a good way to remember that it's like vacation brain makes us all a little crazy sometimes um some other ones that I had was because of these carnival games that I worked at you had to buy a separate ticket to come and play the games which I know is ridiculous because one ticket was five dollars like I would never pay to do that I'd been to Disney like 20 15 Who 20 would? times before yeah. I did this trip and I'd never paid to do that um but you know people would come up and be like you have to pay to do this that's stupid and then just like walk away and I'm like yeah, yeah. I don't set the prices like I just don't care Why? if you don't yeah. want to play please leave I don't want to have to deal with you anyway <laughs> but there's one man and you we couldn't take the money when I was standing in the game so like we technically had those tickets on us, but I couldn't sell them because of like Florida gambling statutes and then just like Disney law. Like they do not want cash on your person unless you were specifically yeah. doing a job where you have a cash apron. And so I told them, I would tell people, it's like, well, you can't buy tickets from me. If you just walk right over there, you can buy one, come back to me, and then you can play the game. Like try to explain it, be really nice. Well, there's this one day that this man at the basketball game that I was running was like, so I can't just pay you right here. And I said, no, you'll have to go over there. And I explained it to him like three more times. And he You're said, pointing like with the Disney point. Oh yeah, point. I'm doing it. Sorry. I never did. I didn't really do the two finger thing. I would always use my whole hand. I don't know why. I just felt like it was easier. Um, but he, he was just getting so mad and was like, you know what? I'm not giving you my $5 and waved it and walked off. You don't and I was care. Just like, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Please leave. I would rather play. I would rather let the seven-year-old who's standing in front of you play than deal with you. So it's more of just things like that or people saying that we rigged the games because we did not rig the games. The games are very easily winnable, but it's just some of them are random chance. And yeah. so like people be like, you rigged it because a three-year-old would throw a ball and get it in a hole and win a big snake. And and the like the 40 year old man couldn't win anything and he'd get really mad um so those are like the worst moments is just people being belligerent for no reason um but then there are people that just act stupid and these are like the worst moments but they're also hilarious because animal kingdom um animal kingdom and epcot if you're not well versed in disney epcot has become a park that is really well known for its food and its yeah. drinks um and so people will like go get absolutely hammered because you'll get a drink at like every country and aren't yes. there 11 or 13 yeah there's 11 countries and so people will just get absolutely hammered at Disney now. Like that used to not be a thing. They used to not serve alcohol in the parks when Walt was alive, but they changed that. And so it's now. It's such a moneymaker. I mean, that had to yes. drive profits up like 50%. It does. And I mean, honestly, if you're staying on property and you have bus transportation, yeah, you're you not have people taking you wherever you want to go. Like, why not? Because people can go drink and they're being safe because they're not going to go and like 
drive themselves somewhere but people will get like super super drunk and in animal kingdom there's a lot of like craft beer places that you can go and get stuff like that and it's a it's the hottest park it is like recorded that they put in foliage and like things that make the park hotter because it fits the theme of like being in the wild or whatever so people want a little bit too much i know people put like beer uh or want beer when they're hot because it's just like a it's like a thirst quencher basically and so there was one day that someone got like so drunk i'm sorry if this is kind of crude but whatever she got so drunk that someone in our location saw her just like go into the bushes and like pull down her pants and start going to the bathroom oh my god so it's like you in have, disney yes, that's so embarrassing crazy stuff like that happen all the time um another thing people don't think about is it is like you safety threats like you have to think about stuff like that we never had anything crazy um when i was there but you're trained um before you get started that if you ever see a lone backpack you always call disney yeah. security just because it's you like way in dc and exactly everything. it's like there's a 99.9 percent chance every single time that it's just like a dad that left his changing backpack for with diapers and stuff like on a yeah park bench but there was one night where i was closing and they had one in our area that was kind of suspect because it was just black it was kind of small it was sitting on a bench like in an area next to a ride um we had to call security but thankfully it was not a bomb or anything it was just just a backpack and then the other thing too um since i was in animal kingdom we had a different set of precautions in place because we have animals like we actually have like gorillas we have lions we have elephants like we have big animals in that park and so they had evacuation plans that they taught us when I trained just in case like an animal got loose now they didn't the most times when things got loose it was a bird because they have like parrots that fly around the park or whatever and there was one two-week period where I saw trainers backstage at our area looking for a peacock that had escaped for like two two weeks weeks. yeah they could not find it um they they eventually found it because it was just like feeding in the little like wooded areas near the park but it had just like run out during like shots or like routine vet checkups and then just ran away um so that was funny because you would sometimes see the like keepers going out and looking for things but it was usually just a bird but they would tell us like you know just in case this is like a random tidbit but like if you love disney uh next time you go to animal kingdom you'll see that none of the bathroom doors there um are just like completely open and the other parks when you walk into a bathroom there are not doors on the bathroom doors you just can like walk in but in animal kingdom every bathroom for the most part has a door and that is in case one of the animals actually does escape you can go inside and lock the door oh my god isn't that crazy so those are some of those like hidden things that you said about like what are things that we might not like think about or see um but of course even though there's negative moments there were a lot of really great moments too i think for me i love pin trading um i've talked about that a little bit on this podcast before as far as like some of my favorite gifts my brother ever gave me or whatever um but one of our stands that we would work at was a pin trading location and i have days where i i'm not a great salesman there were some shifts that i had where i had to sell things and i just would not i hate doing that yes i would not if someone was like is this worth it i would legitimately tell them no i was like no go buy like a stuffed animal or something that you can keep don't buy this 25 dollars bubble wand that is going to break in two days um and people appreciated that so it's like i was a little bit more like real about some things sometimes so i wasn't as like oh this is amazing mickey made the magic um oh my gosh would you actually say like would they tell you to say like no not necessarily but it was like one of those jobs is called glow where you would just sell things that glue in the dark um and be standing by yourself for like four hours with a money apron like selling stuff like that and it really is 25 dollars for a bubble wand so i would have someone come up occasionally and be like is it worth it and i'd be like i would go i wouldn't say no because you're like you're taught not to say no but i'm like i think if you're thinking that maybe you should go and think about getting like mickey or something that's more commemorative of your trip i would say it like that i wouldn't be like no it's not worth it because even i had a lady that was like is the nighttime show at animal kingdom worth it my kids are really tired and we're thinking about just having a pool day and i just kind of was like it is a cool show and she said in your honest opinion i said if you guys are tired and want to spend time at the pool i would go hang out at the resort because our resorts are really cool and she's like thank you for saying that i just we needed to figure that out so (laughs) people appreciate the candor sometimes but but i uh loved selling pins because i actually kept them and i have them as a memory so i would honestly tell people i love keeping these you can trade them through the parks it's a really fun activity to do if you guys are just tired and don't want to like stand in lines and i would sell people and their kids their first like um they sell sets with beginner pins where you can like start trading and there are a couple times where people like took their my picture with their kid because i like had i traded their their first first pin pin. with them and stuff and like those memories were really cool and then the last like big thing is they don't i can't remember the name of it and if i did i would tell you but there's the this thing that you can do 
through a quote-unquote magical moment, which people kind of hear about at Disney, and unfortunately, some people try to exploit it. But if there's something, like, crazy has gone wrong with your day or your trip, a cast member that, like, makes that connection with you will try to do something so that they leave with, like, the best memory possible. So I remember I had this family from Scotland. It was just a mom and dad, and they had two kids, and they were so excited because they had this, like, coupon that they thought they got with their trip that said it was a $100 gift card. So what they didn't realize, because it is kind of confusing, is that it was just $100 worth of savings. And it was like saying, Aww. like, this is worth $100 at this, like, one specific place. But it was just, like, the savings of a deal. It wasn't an actual gift card. And so they had brought up, like, enough stuff that it was, like, right at, like, $99. It was, like, some two stuffed animals for each kid. So it's not like they were buying a ton of stuff. Um, and I told her, I was like, unfortunately, I think that this, I think there's just a misunderstanding. You know, this wasn't a gift card. And she was like, oh, okay. And she looked like really up, kind of not upset, but just like embarrassed that she had gotten confused. And I, she had an accent and I couldn't figure out where she was from at first. I would feel embarrassed but too. But they, she came back and was like, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to get these. You know, I, I just feel so bad because my son, he has autism and he gets really attached to things. And so I, I just had a minute where I just got sad. I'm sorry. It's not your fault to me. And so I was just like heartbroken because this was not someone that was trying to swindle anybody. This like, they were genuinely like sad and her son was like, having a hard time letting go of the stuffed animal. So I went to my leader and I was like, here's the situation. I understand why they got confused because I have tried to explain this to like five people today. Can we do something for them? And she was like, absolutely. I love that. Let's do it. So they have these things where you can get like $50 worth of things to people. And it's meant for like, if somebody throws up on themselves on a roller coaster, you can get them the coupon so that they can get a shirt. Or like if they lost their beloved Minnie Mouse doll that they've had forever, like you can get them one to replace so that they have a positive memory from their trip. And so that's what this kind of was. That's what the situation was. And you can, it's redeemable of up to $50 per person. So I did one for both of the kids. Oh my gosh. So that they were able to take those stuffed animals home. And she came back and I, I explained it to her. I was like, don't worry. This is on Mickey. Don't worry about it. And she was like, came back like five minutes later with her kids to say thank you. And I'm like, she cry. was crying. And so I was like, <laughs> that is the one time where I'm like, that's what that's about. Like, yeah. that's what it's about. It's not about the mean men who yell at you because you didn't use their snack credit. It's those people who save up. They were from Scotland, by the way. I think so I forgot to say that. So this cost them probably $10,000. Yes. So it's like they're not trying to swindle anybody. Like they have a son with autism. They probably spent so much money waiting to come because he loved Donald Duck and like wanted to see Donald Duck in person. Like that's what this place is to people. Yeah. And so that is what makes it like really, really special. Um, but yeah, that was like the best for last, I figured. This is a like side note, but one of our um, dedicated listeners, MC, she had a big magic moment at Disney. Oh, she did got she? to be the grand marshal in the parade. It happens every single day. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the day she went, it was like the 4th of July parade or like, I feel like I need to remember... It was a specific day, and she ran, her and her sister and her mom and dad, just randomly out of the crowd, like someone came up to them and asked them to be like the grand marshal in the parade that day. Randomly. I feel like that's so cool. (laughs) It is really cool. I just think that they do such a good job of, especially being someone who has worked there and been a lot, if you are someone who just genuinely is happy and joyful and like you are giving off this energy of like you are grateful to be there those are the people that cast members are like i want to do something special for you it's and i think it's the same as any job it's like if you're at a restaurant and like somebody comes yelling because there's a hair in your food like whatever but if someone is like hey you know like i saw this is there any way i like if you're kind yeah or you're graceful or you're like you actually have empathy for other people they can detect that and i'm not saying that that's like something you should exploit i'm just saying that there's a reason why that people have like these cool memories and stuff it's because when you're genuinely enjoying being there we can tell like yeah like I'm still working there like you can tell that people are excited to be there and you want to do something to make it more magical for them I gotcha basically um but yeah those are basically the overview of like what it was like for me to work there um I had some thoughts from some friends that I figured I would just rapid fire share with you guys so that it wasn't just all from me um these are just kind of like funny stories from some people that worked at the parks but they did different jobs than me so bailey who worked attractions at mission space and she's from atlanta she said guests that were excited always made my day especially when little kids came decked out in their favorite character costumes but her personal favorite was when kids would come to her attraction in full astronaut gear like they were going to space um jenny who worked outdoor vending in asia aka animal kingdom she was from amarillo texas um but she said her least favorite was closing out mr kamal's which was a nightstand with oil fryers like every single night um Um, But she said, nothing 
uh, hit as good as the pillow after a long shift because she would never have a problem going to sleep. Um, but she also said that for her, one funny thing was character moments or like going to take pictures with characters as a cast member. She was like, I love them, but how do I act? Do I play along with their character or do I think about the fact that they're also a 20 something year old that just happens to be dressed in a costume? <laughs> That's uh, funny. Morgan, who did outdoor vending in Epcot, and she's from Tennessee, said her best memory was going to, quote-unquote, play in the parks with her roommates. They specifically loved Thunder Mountain and would ride it ev- several times every time they went to the Magic Kingdom. Um, and she said something you might not know is working for Disney isn't always a dream. It is a good company, but sometimes there are shady things happening because it is a business. But don't let the magic – like, it doesn't stop the magic, but it's just like – It can be political. It shows you that it's just like any other company, which I think is definitely – true depending on where you're working um mckenna who worked merchandise in dino land said her aftermath of the college program i still use the disney point olivia who worked attractions in hollywood studios she's also a fellow ut soon to be grad from knoxville says no it does not ruin the magic it makes it more special so many stories i could share but getting to watch grown men cry when they enter the attraction for the first time was something that never got old um she worked in galaxy's edge so the star wars part of the park so like seeing grown men cry who've like wanted to travel into that universe for so long i'm Olivia sure it's awesome worked it in spring 2020 so hers got cut yeah, I know. so drastically short because of covid because she just had this awesome experience of getting to work in this brand new brand world new. Yeah. like got <laughs> the coolest outfit preston i would show him like all of her pictures and he would be seething with jealousy that she just got to live in star wars every day <laughs> but she also auditioned to be like a disney princess and she got through to like the main like tryout out for it but then she didn't get it because she wasn't tall enough dang i am not surprised that she made it that far yeah she just looks like snow white and she's very energetic yeah i um there's like i feel like there's the people like me who love it and want to be a part and then there's the people who are like love it but are like extroverted and like could do that yeah. forever and i feel like she is one of those people she's awesome um and then the last little anecdote i have this is funny but this is reagan who's also from the knoxville area she worked attractions at festival of the lion king in animal kingdom and she said one time at festival of the lion king i was trying to slip past a co-worker in a doorway and my button-up shirt got caught on the handle and ripped off every single button i flashed a key line of over 200 people and for the next week people were finding my shirt buttons on the floor oh my gosh <laughs> which is pretty darn funny because you actually people probably don't realize this but there are huge costuming warehouses where you go and get your specific costume for your specific location and some of those things are like 15 years old so you're like wearing something that somebody's had for like all these years so it doesn't surprise me that it was like loose and just Sarah Grace who I just mentioned earlier she was in costuming Mm -hmm. at first and then she was allergic to like the laundry detergent that they had yes so she had to got she had to get moved to like a different role yes oh which which actually that reminds me so there's in disney there's this thing called the disney look so it's like they want you to look a certain way yeah you which, can't have like pink hair yes, or or ta- visible tattoos you can't have like so if you have a visible tattoo rings. you cannot apply you can but it you do have to tell them where the tattoos are so that because sometimes you will have to work somewhere where a costume can cover it or where you can easily cover it like i had girls who had to wear those like uh band-aids on oh every day gosh. on their wrists or, an, or like a watch or something it makes sense like it's supposed to be this timeless like, and classic yeah. so like they want it to be like that so no that doesn't mean you can't apply it just means like you have to be upfront about it so that they can place you somewhere where it like they can cover it and with the theming basically um but I even one day I was wearing a headband that just had like polka dots on it and a leader who I did not like very much came by and was like that's not Disney look take it off and I was like you couldn't have just been like hey that's not Disney look can you take that off tomorrow else and you can't wear that today yeah Yeah. but she was just like a giant jerk about it so yeah Uh, that's a fun fact for you guys (laughs) um but and then for me I had some like stupid ones but it was like the funny thing that I thought I will never forget is walking back to my car every night and people in the parking lot is like a cacophony of alarms because people would not remember where they parked their car. So people would just like, it would be like 11 car alarms going off at the same time every single night when you left. But I know that that was so much information and like a lot of memories and things crammed into one episode. But this basically is just like an overview of what it was like to work for Disney, part of my experience and then part of the experience of some of my friends. But I, I know that that might've been a lot to absorb all at once, but I hope that 
you learned something or like saw the backside of something, if you ever have questions about it, or if you were like a high school or early college student stumbling across this episode and you have questions about doing this program, like please reach out to us at the podcast or me at my all things Allison account. I would love to like help you or like look over resumes, like yeah. whatever, because I think that this was such a pivotal thing. Unfortunately right now, um, I, and I will say this too, I would like to just dedicate this to anyone who's listening, who has ever worked for the company or aspires to in the future, because it's it's been a hard place for the last like year to work for and at um unfortunately disney has cut i think close to like 50 to 60,000 cast uh, members yeah. at this point uh they've suspended the college program and they've done a lot of things to cut the budget of the park and what stinks about that is the thing that makes Disney so special is the people who work there. It is the people who care about the company's history and want that legacy to continue. And unfortunately with a lot of these budget cuts, they have cut in places that I think are going to be hard for them to make up for in the coming years. Um, I'm very hopeful that with time and travel and vaccines that hopefully people will be able to come back and a lot of that life will get to come back because they've cut a lot of entertainment and a lot of street performers and a lot of like full and part-time cast members that really were integral into making it special and I'm just grateful that I got to be a part of that legacy before COVID happened because and like we mentioned with Olivia who submitted a story like she had to leave two months into her program and you know that's not fair and it's not fair to people who dreamed about doing this forever but Sorry, I keep bringing up Sarah Grace, but she was supposed to do it twice and mm-hmm. it got canceled like two times in a row because of COVID. Yes. So that has to just be crushing. And it is it is a special place to be and it's a special place to work for. Um, and I'm just grateful that I had this experience. So if you in the future need any tips or advice or help, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to any of you about it. And I hope that you all got to learn something about working for the mouse today. He's a fun boss to have for a little while, but I, so I love fun. my sports job and I missed it. So I was grateful to be back, but it will always be the special memory that I have so thank you for letting me share all about it today lauren we will be doing a podcast sponsored trip to disney (laughs) world you know that might be our first like podcast trip so yeah stick around for that there'll be a lot of five years a lot of eating and a lot of stories i feel like so you guys can all come with us (laughs) okay well you know we can't close out this episode without picking our one of the week we gotta like pad this out with something not disney related so lauren what is your one of the week this week okay mine's a big pivot from disney (laughs) all things disney but so is mine Kristen and i have been obsessed with the crime junkie podcast recently i think we're probably the last people on earth to get obsessed with it it's like one of the top two crime podcasts i'm pretty sure okay um i think the two big ones are my favorite murder and then crime junkies we got confused okay so we listened to one episode of crime junkies and then i couldn't remember what the name of it was and i thought it was my favorite murder so i pulled that one up well if you know those two podcasts they are completely different like the my favorite murder people were dropping so many like (laughs) f-bombs crazy cussing in the first couple sentences and they were going so deep into their personal lives and me and Allison have talked about this. That's kind mm-hmm. of one of our pet peeves is when people like dive into something very niche about themselves. Like if you are not Cue a regular whole episode about the Disney culture. Uh, no, no, no. That's not what I mean. Like <laughs> if you come onto the episode and you're like, it was my brother's birthday on Friday. So me and my mom, like if you're a brand new listener and you don't know anything else about oh, yeah. them. We've tried to pivot away from doing that. Yeah. So it was like that. And I was thinking, why did I like this? But then I remembered it was crime junkie that we liked. So sorry, that was like a long way to introduce why we <laughs> got okay. obsessed with it. But we love listening to it in the car because we don't have the same music preferences. So if you and your husband are like that, try li- or your boyfriend or your friend, try listening to a Crime Junkie podcast or just any kind of podcast. We also like How I Built This with Guy Raz. Or, you know, you could listen to our podcast because we actually have quite a few male listeners. Like um, our friends' <laughs> husbands will listen or boyfriends. And then we'll get texts saying that they really actually liked it. So. Mm-hmm. Put on a podcast with you and your significant other in the car. That's awesome. my tip. What's yours? I So mine is also a big vibe switch. Mine, I just watched it last night and finished it this morning, but it is Operation Varsity Blues, the college oh, admission scandal. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that on so Netflix. bad. I, you and Preston would probably really like it. We so would. just as a reference in case you, it's been a while since you've heard about this, the Operation Varsity Blues scandal was the college admission scandal, which exposed basically how college counselors that you would pay to, or college admission aides, you would pay to help get get your your kids into college were getting kids in through the side door which quote unquote meant they were paying schools through donations but also getting kids on rosters of athletic teams as 
walk on like rowing um, and badminton yes. and like, so this is the whole the whole thing that unlocked like Lori Laughlin, Felicity Huffman and then a bunch of like CEOs and college coaches um and so the the whole story is interviews with people but it's dramatic reenactments of wiretapped phone conversations so it's like a dramatic retelling with interviews but I will say after watching it I am mad like and I I was not one of those people that was applying to these prestigious colleges I considered it but I knew that I didn't want to go to an Ivy League school I didn't want to go to a Stanford USC UCLA like whatever because I was in a competitive high school environment I didn't want to do that in college yeah but there were colleges that I specifically did not apply to that I might have considered just because I knew how many people were applying at my school and I didn't want to like widen the pool anymore not that I thought I would win or like win out that spot but it was like we have 19 people applying to UNC Chapel Hill why would I apply if I know I'm not going yeah. you know and so like I had that mindset about things but watching this I feel for the parents a little bit I think that the people that were basically like had charges filed against them deserved the charges that they got I don't know that prison time is going to like no. stop something like this from happening but I think an interesting point when you watch this from one of the interviewers is he said you know like I feel for the families. I really feel for the kids. So I don't blame this on them, but I blame it on the colleges. Because when you look at this, it shows how many athletic directors, how many coaches were complicit, coach yeah. schools keeping the donation money after people were charged. There was a, a one coach that they're going to hone in on from Stanford, and you kind of see how he's not necessarily like doing anything, but he was charged and was given like not prison time but like home prison oh, I time I can't wait to watch it so it is really interesting and it makes me angry at these prestigious colleges and how they're using that level of prestige to get away with competition and getting more money because they know that people will pay and I yeah. think it's an interesting take on just like how wealthy people can get away with things that other people cannot get away with so I, yeah. I would definitely watch it. it was very interesting um and the funny thing is this broke when I was at Disney so I didn't really know a lot about it because when I was there I was working I can't so much it's been that long it feels like I know it's been happened. two years but it's I was working so much that I didn't really keep up with the news and so I remember hearing about it because I was like oh Aunt Becky's going to prison Me yeah everybody <laughs> I remember the Aunt Becky was like the worst part of it all yeah but it was it was a really interesting show it was on Netflix um it's about an hour and a half I would give it a watch if you're at all interested yeah. in the college admissions process and kind of how in the world will. this got debunked but you guys would like it so high over an upper with the disney stuff and like a downer with the crime junkies yeah. and college admission scandal Woo! Woo! money and power we Woo! are just so varied in our interests i know guys we're so great <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right, everybody. That is going to do it for this week's episode of Nice to Have a Friend. So make sure that before our new episode next Tuesday that you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Rate and review us, hopefully five stars, on Apple Podcasts and share us with someone you love, whether that's by social media, by text, or in person. And in the meantime, we hope this podcast reminds you it's nice to have a friend. Bye, Bye guys. See you real soon. <laughs>